Hello everyone, uh, welcome to WeGCast. Uh, this is episode 8, I think, or 7, I'm not 100% sure, we can check this post-edit. Um, we are into February in 2020, so this is the second episode of the year. Uh, this evening we've got Rando, uh, I don't actually know how to pronounce your Twitter handle because I'm dyslexic as fuck, but like, I'll let you introduce yourself. <laughs> don't worry about it. The cool thing about my Twitter handle is I get to roast all kinds of idiots on Twitter when I say something shitty, and they're like, oh big word for somebody who hides behind a handle and i'm like bruh my at is literally my name uh <laughs> diakotsky d-a-k-a-c-k-i and i swear to god you could be the laziest o center in the world and one google search saying there's the lad's name <laughs> morons <laughs> well, there, there, there you go that the, okay i'm not i'm not gonna try and say it again because fuck <laughs> do, do, do you know what it's been 30 plus years and however i've gotten to the habit of whoever However they say it, I say yes. I don't even correct people anymore. That seems fair. So, it keeps it it keeps it interesting for my friends who I've met in the past 10 years and like the hacker community because they all fight about the proper pronunciation because I've all told them different things. So but, I suppose that be that begs the question of where where did Rando come from then? Obviously some Rando <sighs> but like <laughs> so it's actually a fairly uh to me a funny story. So not long ago, probably about two, three years ago, um, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't have anything. Like, I didn't have a cool, jolly pirate nickname. Um, <laughs> but I got invited. I just wanted friends. So I got invited to, like, this private Twitter DM with a bunch of hackers and shit. And, of course, me, fresh-faced. And I'm like, I have friends now. Uh, I said hi in the Twitter DM. And this one guy, his name is – he's at Joey No Name. He's my, friend, he's my buddy Jordan. And he's such a dick when you first meet him. And he was like, who's this rando? And I was, I, I didn't say another word. I felt like I shouldn't be in here. And then 15 minutes later, I was like, you know what? Uh, F this guy. I'm just going to call myself that to troll him. Uh, and that's how. And then I did like the little zero or whatever on it. So really, my name comes from just trying to troll back uh, my buddy. <laughs> oh, nobody, gave, yeah, nobody gave it to me. I, did, I just wanted to bust some balls. That's all. Yeah, this industry seems full of that uh, to some degree. I mean, that's yeah. how, not too that's similar really to how me and Andy are friends. Like, yeah. He's really a sweetheart, but I'm like, I'm not putting up with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, as I say, my co-host is uh, Andy Gill, uh, like the most famous offensive person in the entire world. But he's really, again, just like you say, quite lovely in person, believe it or not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fucking delight. Mm, sure, <laughs> sure. But... <laughs> So right, well, kinda, I, you... I got on and I'm like, who's this knob? <laughs> I thought knob may have been a Scottish word, like a Scottish insult, obviously not. Like, fantastic. We will get onto that later. We we have a segment, uh, a Scottish Scottish word segment, uh, which we'll we'll get round to uh, later on as you are our first American guest. Um, so and ev everyone in America is Scottish, apparently. So there's that. <laughs> We love, we love to say, yeah, we love to say, like, <laughs> I am this nationality and I am this. Shut up. <laughs> My great great granddad <laughs> was like five percent Scottish. Like, <laughs> uh, that's a super American thing. That's you guys are spot on with that. <laughs> <laughs> met, met a few. Like, I love it though because it's always a fantastic conversation starter. Like, uh, to, to kind of discuss heritage. Obviously, that's a big part of being American. So, no, no, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. So it is. Uh, you kind of touched on. I think you said. 10 years um uh just a moment ago in regards to your kind of career um so, so when about did your career start um randall right. so yeah yeah uh <laughs> so actually i mean my career career as in oh shit my dad's not paying for my stuff anymore uh mm -hmm. it's been so i was i started out in like 2002 in just like a regular IT of uh, uh, computer of uh, uh, fixing printers, I assume they have computers in Scotland. Yeah, we've got we've got we've got technology and stuff. All right, cool, cool, cool. We, I, I just want to make sure that we're speaking the same language. Uh, <laughs> screwing with you, of course. Uh, and by and FYI, I'm going to try really hard to not be like the stereotypical loud American. Uh, I don't know how we come across, but. If I am, just tell me I'm being a twat. I mean, um, we're the stereotypical loud Scottish people, like, Scottish. so I really wouldn't worry about it. This is going to be full on, like, uncut, fair, fair. full so, yeah, fat. Uh, yeah, so I, I did it, uh, and I did that for a good ten or eleven years of, 
just being like your all-purpose IT uh, guy, and I was like, you know, there's a thousand other people that could do my job right now, arguably better. This is boring. This sucks. Uh, so I started talking to some of my very old friends who I grew up with um, that ended up uh, coming up like in the hacker community, and they had gotten very lucrative jobs, and they're like, hey, this stuff pays a lot better. Uh, have you ever thought about it? And I said, no, nah, not really, but I'll try anything once. If I like it, I'll do it twice. Um, and I got my first security job about, this is between eight and 10 years ago by this point. Um, and that was a decade into my actual it career. And Mm -hmm. it was like switching careers, right? It's like nothing I had done for a decade prepared me for any of this. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been, but security proper, I started off in a, uh, in a security operations center. Uh, for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. They're the guys that make sure, hey, you can put that shit in the food and you won't probably won't die. Um, so I did. <laughs> and sometimes they're good at it. Uh, sometimes they actually save us. Um, but, yeah, so I did that. Uh, started there and just kind of really got a taste for blood at that point. Like, it was a complete... Uh, uh, by the way, what's the language thing uh, on here? Uh, do I, I got to keep it PG or... We don't give there's a fuck. It's, it's me. It's like, there's, there's, oh, nothing, there's no such thing as parental guidance. I, I, just to give you a concept, like, for the majority of, like, Andy's, like, kind of vocal track when I put these podcasts together, I might as well just replace it with something like, <laughs> for, like, 90%. So, like, no, you, you have zero worries. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, this is this is all a giant shit show, uh, but they're paying a whole lot of money. It's fun. And I get to go to conferences, so by all means, let's let's keep going. So, uh, but yeah, so I've been doing that since then. A uh, variety of different positions, and uh, for at least the past six, seven years, it's been all on the defensive side, the, the threat hunty stuff, um, and some like evangelism work and that kind of thing. But yeah, that's how I started, and that's uh, that's uh, where I came from. That's really interesting. We don't have—I don't think we've had too many people f- from the defensive side. Uh, We've had nobody from the yeah. defensive side, which is bad. It's not sexy. Yeah, it's not sexy. The red teamers get to break shit. We're just sitting there trying to like put our fingers in dikes to keep the water out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so obviously, uh, you've done a bit of kind of uh, as you so your kind of blue team. So, um, from your kind of experience, um, what what's the What's what is it that has you most interested in kind of blue team? Is it just where you've kind of uh, ended up, or is there something that's drawn you towards that specifically? So, a, a little bit of both. Uh, when I first started, it's just where I ended up. Uh, it was in a sock, and then uh, fast forward a little bit, and I ended up working for uh, Mandiant, part of FireEye, uh, on a product that was defensive. It was a threat hunting platform, and that's. And uh, by the way, by the time I got to Mandiant, I don't even, I only got in with a sheer force of will and four interviews that every time they told me, like, get out, you're not good enough. And I finally got in, and that's just where I landed um, among some of the most brilliant defensive threat hunter minds that we have in the whole industry. And I was like, all right, well, this is cool. I didn't know enough to, like, go look anywhere else. Um, And as the years have passed, of course, I'm like, well, maybe I want to do something different. Maybe I'd like to try reverse engineering. That did not work because I am very, <laughs> very stupid. Um, and then it's just not like I, I can run strings and, and and stuff like that. But you open up Ida Pro and I'm like, <laughs> nope, sorry. See you guys. Witchcraft. It's all witchcraft. Witch, yeah, it's pure witchcraft. I'm, I'm going back to my uh, I'm going back to my elk stack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. And then I've kind of tried. I've 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 dipped a I've dipped a finger or two in the like red teamy pool, uh, thinking about switching over to that full time. But you know I just keep getting sucked back in by really interesting opportunities to uh, to help build uh, you know teams or products uh, and just work with some super smart people. So that keeps happening, uh, and I haven't had enough to quit and say I'm I want to go break shit for a while. Um, and I think at this point I've spent enough time doing it where me leaving it would just be wasted. So, uh, the reason I stay now is because of interesting opportunities because of good, great team members. And there's always something like 
it has to be there's always something new there's it, uh, attackers are, 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 are uh, just your filthy red teamers are just ingenious <laughs> just like In, our boy on here <laughs> yep. oh my god awful nation state threat actors uh, uh like just yeah just in, ingenious and in coming up with different ways to fuck you over uh and there's also there's also some some pleasure in the in sharing misery with your friends who are also blue teamers <laughs> uh you know so it's just this this camaraderie of like listen we're fucked forever literally forever we'll never get ahead of them so you might as well enjoy it while, while you can do stuff so uh but yeah happened by accident i stay in there because now it's just a thing i'm good at fair enough i mean so from from the kind of blue side um what what would you what tips would you give to someone who's wanting to get into the blue team side of things? Because everything everyone we've had so far have been pen testers and red teamers, and as we say, you're our first blue teamer. So, what would you say to a budding new recruit into the industry who wants to do defensive stuff? How how should what what should they look at? What what should they go about doing? Oh, God, so so many things. And uh, when I start, it, 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 this is how fast things move. Is because whenever I, I say this next thing, it's always like sounds like back in my day, like I'm <laughs> 90 or something, and it's really only, it's been less than a decade. Uh, it, 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 there was a big emphasis on whatever job that you were going to. I don't care if you were like a third shift sock monkey looking at a pane of glass for nine hours. They wanted you to know everything. They wanted you to know architecture, reverse engineering, red teaming. Uh, engineering, uh, 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 triage, uh, sim, and blah, blah, compliance, and all this random shit. Now, from the interviews that I've seen my friends go on and friends that I meet that are new, it seems like you can be a little more specialized now. You only have to know really a couple of things. So my recommendation is if you want to know Blue Team, you can't get anywhere until you play with the tools, right? Here's the thing about getting in really anywhere. It pretty much goes for anything is... In lieu of actual experience, what are you playing with at home, right? What are you, what kind of apart, what apart from yourself, but that's right. Just... Apart from your, I mean, but you, if you're good, you can multitask. So you tell me that, and <laughs> I'm gonna hire you for CISO. because uh, we all know being a CISO is mostly jerking off anyway. Um, so I I highly recommend. Uh, there's a great book, right? Okay, so if, if I'm gonna boil this down and stop pontificating and fucking saying a bunch of crap. Uh, uh, my buddy Tony Robinson, also known as DA667 uh, on Twitter, brilliant, brilliant blue teamer, brilliant researcher, has built or has written a book called, I think, Building Virtual Labs. Um, it is the size of a small boat. And if your house is unlevel, you can put it up under the foundation and it will level it. It is a thick <laughs> book, but it is amazing, right? You cannot get any, like, you can get places and you can half ass it or you can do it the right way. And it's not mm. like back in the day where if you want a lab, you're scavenging actual boxes and equipment and your room is 3,000 degrees because you have all these power supplies on. No, you can do an entire VM lab on a laptop. And Tony's book will help you walk you through that. And once you set up the thing about defensive, right, the thing about being defensive is you need data, you need somewhere to put it, and you need a way to look at it. That's yeah. the baseline. Once you do that, uh, figure it out. Like figure out your own data on your own wireless network, right? Put a put a, a put put some put a PF sense somewhere. Put a sensor somewhere. Look at your own stuff. Figure out what figure out what you have, and then go from there. So that's like step one, right? Looking at data and figuring out where, where to get it and things like that. Um, yeah, if you're gonna be a blue teamer, you have to you have to build. You have to build a stack of your own, and then you can go into things like Elk, right? Which is uh, elastic search log stash and cabana and the various iterations of that now like phil hagen does uh sof elk which is like a forensics type of elk stack um look into elk right elk is great in all its iterations so yeah. those, those those are my, my my two big things if you want to be defense and there's a hundred other ones right there's a hundred other ones you can go into um but yeah th those would be my first steps I will put the name of that book in the show notes, just in case anyone, anyone's actually uh, oh, interested lovely. in it for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I always like kind of giving people good resources that there, you know, that might be the book that kind of 
you know, take somewhere they need top, to go. Top like, notch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got. Have we notch. actually put any show notes in yet? Like, we, we always say we'll put that in the show notes, and then we never have any show I notes. I don't know, Andy. I don't know. Like, we'll have to check. Like, we'll go, we'll go, we'll retrospectively go back and fix all those. Like, and um, just quickly before we go any further, because I'm, I'm conscious that there's, there, we've had a lot of feedback from people that aren't necessarily in the industry just now to even know kind of what what blow team means as such so it may be slightly in reverse order but just to make sure it's in here uh could you describe what blow team is just uh, as a general description just so anybody listening to the podcast would kind of have a context for what we're talking about moving forward yeah fan- yeah absolutely so uh the whole notion of like blue team versus red teams i mean that's that's old uh, military jargon right so the red team is traditionally the attackers they're the ones that are if it's a military exercise now i am not ex-military so whoever is listening that is is going to say you're full of shit or you're describing <laughs> it wrong but at the very basic thing it is they are the team that is attacking whatever right and the blue team is the ones that are trying to either detect them or stop them or contain them right you are you are the defense right if you're if you're thinking in i was about to say football but it, that means something completely different here than mm-hmm. it does where you are uh and I don't know your rules except for running around a lot. We kick uh, the ball <laughs> with our foot, and then okay. and then dive around the field for half the time. Yeah, and so. that. Oh, yeah, that I have it. thoughts about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Jesus, these people and their dives. Uh, We've got rugby though, I'm where watching. we don't wear uh, any, any protective. Yeah, rugby. Rugby is uh, a, a thug sport played by gentlemen, and football <laughs> or soccer in the states is a gentleman sport played by thugs. <laughs> Fair. that's lovely i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that um but yeah so in american wank ball um <laughs> american armored wank ball i believe is what you might call it uh, oh, we've just developed a new ouija cast sport like <laughs> fantastic uh it's it's those two sides right and one side has the ball they're trying to get to the other end of the field and the other people uh are trying to demolish them and you have a line of big players trying to stop them that's that's blue teaming, right? That blue team equals defense, red team equals offense. Are you the quarterback of red teaming, Andy? Or are you the water boy? What? Um <laughs> I mean I I'd, I'd say I'm the Adam Sandler water boy, just kicking the utter <laughs> cunt out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's I was wondering how long it would take until I heard that first word here. What a sea ball. <laughs> I tried to rain it oh, in. Oh no, I love it. I tried to rain it no, in. No, 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 it's, it's my favourite. Yeah, it's like trying to stop the tides. Like I've I've given up. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, I'd say I'm the Adam Sandler of the world kicking the cunt out of people. But yeah. Um... <laughs> There's a second funny... one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Funny side story uh, about the word cunt and why I think it's so lovely is it's also my wife's favorite word. So it's one of the things of reasons why I married her. Uh, we uh, we just love it. Uh, we use it for everything. And we would be at parties with our friends or people we didn't even know. Uh, and we'd walk up and be like, oh, God, what a cunt. And just the air gets sucked out of any room and people clutch their pearls and all of this, and my wife and I are just like, yes. <laughs> I think you need Make... to visit Scotland, man. Like, oh, you just I need to be wait. in a bar for like five minutes. Like, <laughs> geez, like... Yeah. I, well, I, I yeah. found that out the hard way in, in America. Like, I was in uh, at, at DEF CON like three years ago, and I called somebody a cunt in a hotel lobby, and they were American. They got very, very offended. Oh, uh, they hate it. So, some people, we're very, there's no gray line here with that word. It's either, it's the most offensive thing since Jesus being crucified, or it's the best thing since grilled cheese. It really, there's no in-between. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you just mentioned DEFCON, uh, which is <laughs> something that I think, Andy, you're probably more qualified to bring up and start the discussion than me, being that you are also a DEFCON goon and... I believe that you did your first DEFCON um, just last year. Is that correct, Danny? Uh... Gooding. Oh, oh no. So, um, uh, me or Andy? Yeah, you. you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you cunt. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, Listen. mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Open your fucking ears. Uh, no, so, uh, no, my first DEF CON was DEF CON 24, uh, where I was just a regular human attendee sheep 
uh, walking around looking at all the nice uh, uh, glittery things. Uh, my first year, so technically, my first year as at having a goon shirt on was not this not this past year, but it was DefCon 26. I was a workshop goon because uh, that group is super awesome, and uh, the woman who runs it, uh, Megan Wu, is one of my favorite people in the entire world, and she gave me a shot as a workshop goon. And last year at 27, I got nominated by one of my dear friends, uh, No Hack Me, um, and nominated me to be a, to be a sock goon. So that was my first year as a sock goon. But I've been going for uh, it's been four or five years now. So similar, similar to me. Then 24 was also my first year. Uh, yeah, no, 20, 24 was the skull one, wasn't it? Skull badge. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so skull badge. That was my first year as a human, but then I've, I've been gooning ever since. So like 25 through to. Well, no, this year because signups just open. Look at you, overachiever! I know. Look at me. I got coined last year and all that shit. What? Uh, to, to to give context to people who are maybe not aware of DefCon, so after three years of uh, gooning, certainly in security gooning, which is sock, um, you 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 can earn your coin, which is your your DefCon coin, which means that you are given privileges to essentially nominate new goons. So after three years, you have. They, apparently they trust you to go, I want new people to become goons and you can put people forward for eternal punishment. That is yeah. a scary amount of power that's been placed in your hands, Andy. With great power comes great responsibility. I hope you remember that. Uh, yes, I will go. Yeah. All, all right, Uncle Ben, just you calm down there. <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, how's about, yeah, how's about you walk us through a, a day in the life of a goon from 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 your perspective, like um, so, what it's like Me. getting up in the morning. I guess both of you, yeah, you both got the experience, but Andy, being that I think we've kind of discussed your kind of role on a previous podcast with it, yeah, maybe more Randall. Yeah, no, for sure, and and uh, as opposed to Andy's, I mean, he's a he's a seasoned coined goon now. His will be <laughs> different than mine. Um, so as my first year as a as a sock goon or as what we call a new goon or a noon, um, it is it was uh, it was mind boggling. So I decided that, uh, and I think for good reason, um, to do the uh, the first shift, which was like six a five a.m. or whatever till Oof. like two p.m. Yeah, which is fine because like I do a lot of things at night. I also uh, I, I also work with uh, my buddy Aaron uh, Lintile. So um, we run the um, 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 Hacker Game Shows uh, consortium that we've just spun up. <laughs> uh, Aaron runs Hacker Jeopardy. I run um, um, Who Slides It Anyway. So anyway, uh, I, as long as they keep getting accepted, I run events at night and just have a bunch of stuff to do. So I figure I'll, I'll go first shift. Now, <laughs> I, uh, my first night, I had, I'd gotten to Vegas, I don't know, I think Thursday night. And I was like, I'm going to go right to bed. I'm going to just go. I, I have this big thing, and my buddy nominated me. I can't fuck this up. And, of course, what do I do is I walk through the hotel, get to the, the like, center bar at Bally's, and I didn't get to bed until 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was due for my shift at 6. Uh, so that was weird uh, and, and horrifying. However, it wasn't horrifying until after because you you start your shift, and you just you're on your feet running, right? You get... Uh, you get you come into the room, you get your equipment, uh, you get briefed about what happened the night before, or in this case, this was the first day. So I was doing a uh, line con, line con for anybody who doesn't know what that is. That's when ever when all the humans come to DefCon to get their badges. And of course, goons need to police that, so I took line con duty. Um, as as did I, and I do it every yes. year. So yeah, as, it's it's it's, and I got it because seasoned goons said this is a lot of fun. You should do line con. Um, so I had no idea what to expect, uh, especially when you're trying to herd humans through a room and it's early, it's Vegas, people are still drink or drinking already. Um, but so, yeah, so I get and uh, I learn on the fly about how to do those goddamned radios, uh, <laughs> fucking how to like get it in my ear and also hear at the same time. It's a whole acclimation thing when I'm trying to make sure nobody dies. Do you end the, um, each, call, end each sentence with over? Like, is that a thing or is yes. that just excellent? Excellent. No, no, no. No, that's absolutely a thing because, yeah. like, yeah, you you have to you do like proper radio comms or else nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Radio, radio etiquette uh, is key. Having yes, they they will hammer etiquette into you. Um, Andy Gill and, is uh, seriously insulting somebody in the line. 
over. <laughs> nah, not well, quite. It's more like we've got dead human here, or we've got somebody passed yeah. out in Starlight in, in the the lane, or, um, for example, one of the one of the callouts last year was there was um, one of the beach balls got stuck in the chandelier, so they had to get yes. a um, cherry picker into the room. So you need to clear <laughs> ten thousand people to get a fucking cherry picker through a crowd. Just, just, just imagine that for a second. Just, just have that in your head. Hellish. But, but you fucked it up already because you have to say your handle. So yeah. it's it's uh, uh, Rando for Zephyr, Rando for Zephyr, yep. over yeah, or whatever, and then he answers, and then you do your message, and then you hit over. So go, you fucked go, it up already. Go for Zephyr. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Go for Zephyr. It, it, it's a whole thing, and it's maddening when you like the first time you have to do that now. Put this in perspective. I've given talks at conferences in front of hundreds of people. I used to work in radio. I used to introduce bands in front of thousands of people. And I have never been as in my head worried as the first time I cracked a goon radio open at DEF CON. I didn't know what to say. And that's how maddening it is your first time doing it. Uh, but after a while, like you get used to it. Um, but anyway, so that was... That was uh, my first hour of experience, and then you have a whole weekend of uh, shepherding people, making sure they stay where they're supposed to be in line, stay within the stanchions, which is those uh, those poles that have the uh, the ribbons on them, like every, keep everybody in line. Uh, my favorite is yelling people to make a hole, which means get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> um, yep. Just a, a nicer way of saying get the fuck out of our way. Um, and... I think above all, uh, out of all of this, it's just uh, the the thing that I always like to relay when people ask that ha- ask me how my first day or week was is that the goons care so much about the humans. That's we're not just like pricks that run around in red shirts saying make a hole. They fucking care and they want people to have fun and to mm. be safe. And if somebody is in trouble, there will be a handful of goons running to that person to help them. Uh, we never want people to think that we're just pricks and they can't approach us. It's much like how I'm, I'm not sure how your cops are over there in Scotland, but uh, over here in the U.S., they're not that popular, you know, for reasons. Um, but <laughs> when you're growing up, you're, you're you're taught to if you're in trouble, find a police officer, uh, you know, unless you're not white. But that's a whole nother. Thing. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So you're supposed to you're supposed to feel safe with them. Like you see the uniform and and the red and blue lights, and that's supposed to be safe. So that's how that's how DefCon sock goons run it. Um, but no, my my first year was just intoxicatingly uh, exciting and brilliant, and um, I was lucky to get the thumbs up to come back this year. So, but yeah, that's my that's my short story about my first. Uh, my first entry into the goon world. It sounds like great fun. Like, because there must be a massive level of excitement, especially being that it is the DEF CON. Like, I know there's the kind of individual chapters and stuff around about the world in different cities, but uh, for so many different researchers and enthusiasts to be able to congregate and just re- really enjoy that experience, like, that's definitely something I'm hoping to kind of get along to myself at some point. Is there any particular stories that kind of stand out? Anyth- anything interesting whether you've either learned something or uh, you've helped somebody saw something particularly interesting was there any standout moments from from your experience um yeah there were quite a few it's just the reason i say um uh, as opposed to like giving it it's just so many trying trying to think of it well not so one of my one of my standouts i want to say right away was getting to meet andy uh because uh from from the beginning I think uh, you can tell me differently. You might think I'm a cunt for some reason, uh, but no. Uh, yeah, no, 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 you are. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yes. Um, a good cunt. So, uh, so I, I saw Andy around a lot, and we got on famously. I thought, and now he was one of my favorite goons to see because him and I were on different shifts. I think. Um, so he always had a smile on his face. He was always very helpful, and uh, so I, I really enjoyed hanging out with him. And then I get all the way home. And I I've, I've remember his username, and I, I was like, oh, fuck, it's that guy. I had seen him speak uh, on on the Internet, and I saw his videos, and I actually reached out to him one time on Twitter. And I was like, mate, I really enjoyed your video. I thought it was great, and it was a very short 
conversation because he's a bit of a prick. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it didn't go very far. And then he's like, oh, fuck, that was you. I've seen your videos. And, like, turns out we knew of each other for far longer. Uh, and I was like, well, shit. Okay. So that was interesting. Um, but that comes to an overarching uh, uh, story of you getting to put faces to people that you've, you know, admired or, or have been friendly mm-hmm. with uh, online. Um and the two main standouts, the, the two main things that I take away and I take with me like literally every day of the year so far is how close the goons are to each other, uh, how much they care, and they that caring is, an, is infectious, right? The second you come in as a noon, you're like, shit, I want to I, I wanna protect the things that these people are protecting because they care mm. about it. So that's incredibly striking and, and, it, and it makes the job fun and it makes it uh, really feel worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've done anything in my entire career uh, or my personal life really save for getting married and having my son that I felt as fulfilled and important as being a goon. And the second is the first time that a human comes up to you and it's like, yo, you guys are awesome. Like, we, thanks for thanks for helping out with this. Thanks for being a goon. Like, Hey, this goon helped me with this or whatever, uh, and thank you. Yeah. That first thank you, it sounds cliche as shit, but it just means the world, and and each subsequent one means just as much. Um, or it's other it's other goon sections, right? Like there are goons for workshops, there are goons for swag, for the villages, and if I'm walking through a village and I was off shift. Uh, or or whatever, uh, and I still have my red shirt on. You're not supposed to, but if I did, um, and somebody needed help with something, like just taking trash out or some shit, like that's all right, man. We got you. And I radioed to somebody else and have them take care of it. So it was it was the appreciation by the humans, and it was the care that we took for each other and for the humans that is just something that just sticks with you, man. Yeah. It actually it it it, it kind of changed it changed a, a a fair bit about me about how i approach things yeah that's yeah, amazing it's like, it's like a it's like a massive extended family essentially i mean the certainly the yeah. subgroups i mean the, the whole of defcon in general um kind of one thing that a lot of people who are maybe humans who attend defcon might not know but so the, a goon t- when they're on on shift should have a red shirt on and typically if you're a security goon um and you've got a red shirt on you will always be on your feet it's in the goon code that you cannot sit down with a red shirt on unless you're in the SOP because it's it shows weakness and all, all that shit. But the other thing is, and it's true. The, the other thing is, um, every year uh, Plasma, who is one of the one of the goons, and his I think his wife, I can't remember her name. I'm, I'm just ill me at Defcon this year. Uh, they design the off-duty shirts, so there are specific mm-hmm. shirts that have very proprietary artwork on them. Uh, so, for, for example, last year it was a kind of Godzilla theme, but it was uh, renamed as Goonzilla. Um, so if you have an off-duty shirt on, most most other shotguns will recognise you for that shirt. Now, you don't have to wear it, but it certainly gets you into parties and all these other bits and, bits and pieces. So it is, it is that kind of that togetherness. Camaraderie. That camaraderie, right. yes. That, that kind of... And... And the best thing about those shirts, and by the way, I I, I got three last year. And now I'm going to buy like six because uh, that's the only shirt I was wearing after hours because of that. Because you can roll up through any goon. You're getting a high five. You're getting a hug. You're getting something like it's just magic. Yeah. But also, uh, and it's not like they're a huge secret. Like I didn't know about them, but anybody who reads them, like the humans will, will figure it out. And if you're at a party or something and they can't find a red shirt for whatever reason or maybe like you're out uh, where the parties aren't happening and maybe there's not a goon around if they see you um, and they put two and two together like you're still there. Or I can come up to somebody who looks like they're in need of help and I'm off shift, but I know where to find a goon. I can just be like, look, man, I'm I'm one I'm one of them. What do you need? What can I help you with? And it's just such a great feeling to know that you have an army of goons to back you up wherever you are, whatever you need, uh, and and to help anybody to help anybody that comes up. But yes, those those uh, those uh, those off those off duty shirts are just awesome. That's like it's like like a credit limit, right? It's great. Oh, they they are excellent. I mean, the the designs are great through and through. Last last year was yeah, Goonzilla. Year before that uh, was. Oh fuck! What was the year before that? Oh, it was Doom, but it was Goon. And then the year before yep. that was Don't Fear the Reaper, which is um, it's a well, it's a song. Don't Fear the Reaper, but it's it, Don't Fear the Goon, the Goon Reaper rather than the Grim Reaper. So, 
And there's there's been plenty of other ones like there's been like the Suicide Squad and other things, but they're they're really great designs year on year, and they're they're great for the con, but they're also great for for post con. But just to kind of go back to the the kind of extended family, the thing with uh, with goons as well for specifically sock goons, uh, is the there is a there's like well there's everyone is worldwide. You've got um, folks in the states, you've got folks in UK, you've got folks in Europe, you've got folks in Australia, you've got people all over the world. And often there will be times when we are travelling to each other's cities or areas and people will try and put others up or be around. Uh, I was recently in, in Jersey City and unfortunately Randall wasn't there but had offered to, to meet up. And <sighs> awful timing. Off, awful awful timing. timing indeed. But he did hook me up with uh, some of his buddies that were around about and unfortunately couldn't, we, I couldn't meet up because I was busy. But it's, it's just that kind of extended mm-hmm. friendship and things which is great. So, well, that kind I, of segues us quite nicely into uh, another part of your career we've not really touched on yet, Rando, and that is you are also a podcaster. Is that not correct? I am. Indeed. But, no, I am. Um, how long have you been doing that? What's the name of it? So we can plug it and um, yeah, we'll, and tell we'll put us it in the bit. non-existent show notes as well. Yeah, we will. <laughs> like maybe. <laughs> well, no, they're show notes. They're just invisible ink. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, so I started doing it. Well, it actually comes from uh, one of my when I used to do IT. One of my side gigs was I used to work in radio, uh, and I had a I, I had a weekend radio show. I used to spin like um, like hardcore metal and shit nice. like that. Uh, I had a very big following f- in in the local prison population. Uh, I used to get. I wonder if we do. That's a true story. I I have letters from prisoners saying, "Hey, can you play a song?" And I was like, "As long as you didn't touch a kid, sure, I'll play you a song." Um, Fuck. So, <laughs> I I have rules. Uh, but when I got into this, so I so I come from. There's nothing I like more than putting on a show, right? I love I love entertaining people. That's what that's what really really keeps me going. So I finally started to think I knew a little bit about security, and I got asked to be uh, on this one podcast that went on for a while, um, and then that eventually broke up. So I decided to take what I loved most about that one and create something new. So I created something, uh, I call it uh, Second Order Chaos, and it's at 2OCStream uh, on Twitter, and the, all, all the past videos are up on Vimeo.com slash Second Order Chaos. And I wanted to create something where, A, I can interview uh, all the interesting hackers that I meet from DEF CON and from getting to travel and working and things like that, and saying, hey, this person does really cool shit. I want to know everything about mm-hmm. them uh, and have a very very conversational uh, of, uh, uh, back and forth with them. And also, I want something that stays up for posterity, mm. right? I'm not interested in, like, having a super hyped-up YouTube channel and fucking swag and all this <laughs> shit. I want, I want an interesting time. I like Twitch, so I, I, I stream live on Twitch whenever I feel like it. I don't even have a set schedule um, because I want the interaction. I want the interaction of the chat, and I, I like the way Twitch does it. Um, and so I, I have talked to people, like one of my favorite ones, speaking of the goon thing, was after I got done gooning, I invited two of the most senior goons, which is uh, Wham and... Um, Ada um, Zebra. Yeah, Ada Zebra. Um they both came on and we talked about DEFCON and gooning and how, and but most importantly, what first timers should know, right? And I consider that as a service, uh, a public service of this year when people start talking about DEFCON, I can point them to this interview I did and it is entertaining and it has information. I talked to uh, another one of my buddies, his name is Spam. Spam runs uh, ShabbatCon. Uh, at in in Las Vegas at DefCon for people of uh, so people that are Jewish um, Orthodox Jews that observe the Sabbath, uh, where they can't use electronics or things like that. They have a whole conference. They meet. Uh, Spam gets a suite. Um, the meal is all kosher and blessed, and and they do it by candlelight. It, it's it's quite lovely. I've never seen it in person, but I talked to him about it, and I have those resources up. So. As I branched out, just doing things on my own. Um, sometimes I'll do a, I'll like for Christmas time. I I said let's have a stream up for 24 hours and let's let people who have no other place to go, no other person to talk to, because the holidays aren't fucking jolly for everybody. That's true. Um, yeah. Let's yeah, and we're all despair, right? A lot of us are just nomads mm-hmm. and we don't get to see each other a whole lot. So let's have a stream. And I swear to God, 
I went to bed after an hour because I actually had to do stuff for Christmas, and I woke up the next morning, and there are still people talking, so I left it up for the whole rest of the day. Um, and that's that's why I do it. That's why I really love doing it. Um, I Like I said, I don't have a set schedule when somebody wants to chat to me and thinks it's important or just want to shoot the shit. I'll spin one up, and we'll go live on Twitch. Uh, it's very much... I, I like the way I do it because it's, it's very much like guerrilla war type style of pops up. You don't know where it's happening. Uh, somebody, somebody could die. Um, and then it's done. Um, That's some really wholesome stuff. And you're absolutely right. Like that ability to be able to just on the fly, be able to jump on and have a conversation. Um, and as you were saying, like about, about getting people on that maybe don't maybe talk to each other too much maybe it's all online chat through a tweet right. here and there and actually getting the interaction getting them online that's fantastic man i really appreciate that i i, I love it. it it absolutely is what makes me tick mm-hmm. and i love going to somewhere like ShmooCon, which was in uh dc here uh, a couple weeks ago now and people i met specifically on those streams that i spun yeah. up were there and it and it was fucking lovely i just i had i just have such a good time doing it even if i'm not the uh attention whore for that 24 hours which is fine by me sometimes um i like my camera stays on but i put stuffed animals in my chair like (laughs) that's fine like let let people come together and 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 discover new things have conversations uh and i think that's how if not fixed completely we at least temper some of the bullshit that comes up inevitably in any community in any industry um i think if you have these moments and if if i can help facilitate and create those moments um at least that's some good that i've done in the world so uh i love it i absolutely love streaming i love talking on other people's streams i fucking was so excited to come on here and talk to you guys um because I've yet to get out of my own country. I've never traveled outside the U.S. This is as close as I've come so yeah, far. Yeah, well, I think you're going to be, as I mentioned earlier, perfectly home in Scotland. <laughs> and you should absolutely make that happen. Like, when you do, do let us know. Right? And speaking of which, I guess that's a, also a pretty good segue onto our kind of our next part. Um, so just first off... Um, check, check you with the segues. All about the segues. Right, you're on point today. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I guess first off, uh, have you got any Scottish in you that, that might help with this Scottish word segment uh, to give listeners an idea? We're going to go through a list of rather Scottish words and uh, see if you can grab some understanding from them or if you've heard them before. But is there any Scottish in you at all or is that not so much part of your, of your heritage that you're aware of? Uh I, I had a little Scottish in me, but then um, Zephyr had to go on shift. but um, let that one land for a second glorious no no, i i I don't have any permanent scottish in me well like that's that's like okay so this first one we have on our list uh is perfect that statement just gave me the bulk uh what do you think bulk means erection No, no, I mean, no, is it not? No, I mean, I wish it did. No, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> not, not quite, not quite. Uh, um, um, to give you uh, just off this random website we found with a list of words because we couldn't really uh, cut, be arsed. Cut that out, you, you're giving me the book. Uh, book means uh, to throw up uh, or, or be very close oh. to it. So <laughs> it's, it's not an erection at all. Yeah, bad combination <laughs> if you've got the two of those going at the same time. Uh, do you want to pick the next one, Andy? That's, We've got a nice that's, list. That's here. the bad, the bad drugs. Yeah, I suppose if 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 we're going off of what, what the first definition, I suppose that the third one down there is uh, dauber. Any idea what a dauber may be? Uh, can you use it in the? Well, no, because you can use it in the sentence and it might give it away. And these are dauber. Asshole. Close. About an inch and a half away, like roughly, but. Oh, a taint? A what? The taint, the the uh, the, uh, the part between the asshole and the ball. Oh, the gooch. Okay, well, uh, sure, why not? Oh god, no, I'm it's not the gooch. So sorry, mum and dad. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun. Uh, no, it means penis. Uh, apparently, but, oh. uh, so we would say shut it, ya dober, uh, if someone's being uh, a bit of a 
uh, Thick. A, a bam pot, like, which is also a yeah, Scottish word, like, uh, yeah. uh, which also means idiot. We've actually we've come to realise that most of the words on this list mean idiot. actually mean idiot. Uh, I think yeah, we certainly love saying <laughs> that in Scotland. We, what else? Have we, we've got diddy. Well, that means two two things in Scotland, though. We've already discussed this uh, pre-podcast that we will not go into. I know, but it's, it's getting that. said. It's get it's getting said because I, I tweeted about it. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, a diddy. Uh, is that like you're like fingering uh, somebody? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna diddy her. Um, spineless idiot is the word we've got here for that one. Like, as as I oh, say, okay, it all well, comes back to all. being an idiot. Uh, we've got one it's that's not, fantastic. It's not just it's not just that though. Like, a, you can have what's called a diddy ride, which is is uh... Okay, well that makes more sense. You know, your words for idiot are like our Eskimos have like a million words for snow or some shit. Yeah. You've got a million yeah, words for idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Diddy also means tit or boob or breast. Oh, so, interesting. So a diddy ride would be a tit wank. Ah, uh, check out them diddies. Yes, exactly. Am I going to exactly. have to redact right. this entire conversation? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I certainly won't. Uh, Redact. I'm putting this on my resume. <laughs> it is on mine. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, we've got one fantastic word here uh, because it's so relevant in so many ways. Um, the word hack it. Um, so it. I'm trying to think of a sentence we could. Uh, don't listen there, there to that hack it old fucker. Uh, old? Or idiot. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. Uh, uh, senile? I don't know. Old senile? Uh, haggard or ugly. Uh, us- usually oh, in okay. reference to a woman, uh, which I don't know if that's necessary. Uh. Nah, I'd, I'd say I'd say hack it is, is relevant. It's, it's ugly regardless. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't say that that's necessarily in reference well, to them, but I was close because most old people are pretty ugly. Yeah, it comes to us all. Well, it comes to us all. Um, yeah, so... So in the states, it would because uh, the closest one would probably be hag or haggard. Yeah, haggard would do it. That yeah. used to be a TV show, like back like kind of two thousand one. Like it was fantastic, kind of jackass Aww. sort of stuff. That was fantastic. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I I do remember and back in about the that. day. Uh, we've also got weished. Yeah. So Hodger weished is. A phrase that GSP GSP span Hodger Weesh. Yep, yep. So, what do you think Weesh might mean? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I'm not even gonna attempt that one. Weesh. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. Taking a piss. Or hold your, uh, hold hold your shit in. I don't know. Hey, shut up! Yeah. Shut up! That one means like you should. It's good. That's quite a fun oh, one. I use that up. one. Yeah, quite a bit. In in English, that translates to "Give me peace, shut up." So. Oh, okay. Give me, give me peace, wished, Hodger wished. Okay, so there's actually what because uh, full disclosure, you, you, you sh- I didn't look these up, but right before we got on, you showed me these words. What's I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the word swatch. Swatch. Uh, so it's swatch. Um, well, so the, 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 there's two, there's two Scottish words in this, this, this uh, sentence. There is that's Galaspan geese a swatch. The geese a swatch is. Um, get, like, give us a look. Have have a quick look. But a uh, oh, interesting. Gallus is uh, Gallus is an interesting one. I didn't realize Gallus was a Scottish word. Actually, I thought it was just general. You know, seeing as this list came from two, as I as far as I can tell, legit Scots, I'm starting to think that that one subreddit, Scottish People Twitter, is full of shit because I've never seen any of these on there. Well, Scottish people Twitter is full of uh, what we'd call Neds in Glasgow, so non-educated delinquents. In England, they're called chavs. I suppose. Oh, okay. I suppose in in America they'd be called cunts. Not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it like a, a cunt count, like which I love the alliteration in that one. Like <laughs> a cunt, a cunt count. I might have yeah. to, we might have to put it on the website. Like just, I might just go th- go through and just find every that- single swear word you've had and just have an Andy swear counter. Well, that that's what that's what Mormaid does when I speak, and or, or Corner Pirate when I speak, they they have swear counters like, um, yeah. <laughs> that 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 would actually be a fun feature for the website. Like this episode's cunt count is this. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely do this. Like you, you can even it. make your own. You can even make like your own hand puppet, the cunt count, like on Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Fuck. Yeah. 
Seven. <laughs> Seven cunts. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, mum and dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, I suppose there's 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 three more relevant ones in here. So that the kind of I suppose the, the I want to say easy, but it's probably not easy. Um, the the word Ouija in Ouija cast. Oh, you know what? I looked this up when I first started because I've listened to a few of your episodes and I knew it for like a day and then I forgot it. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Uh, uh, is it somebody from uh, Glasgow? Yep, ah. that's correct. A, Gla- a Glaswegian, a Ouija. I knew it. Um, the, 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 I suppose the inverse to that is, do you want to try and pronounce it? The word above <laughs> Ouija in that list, do you want to try and pronounce it? Uh, Tucher? <laughs> I don't know. Ch- what is it? He's a chuchter. How the fuck did you people like live this long? Like, how do you how do you communicate? <laughs> how are you still a race? We don't or... really, to be honest. Like, so. yeah. <laughs> just general head grunts and like. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, right, so. yeah. I don't. I don't Me. mean to insult. I'm. I'm a very big fan of Scotland, especially your booze. <laughs> we are the most self-deprecating of nations. Everything <laughs> wouldn't worry about that at all. <laughs> Oh, you know what? We've got a couple of Scottish words there. Like, have you got any Americanisms that off the oh, fly God. you can hit as Fuck. well? I, I, wait, off the fly? It's on the fly. Uh, sure. You, you, <laughs> off the cuff. Off the you cuff. You dauber. How are you this guy? Off the cuff Americanisms. I, I see. I don't even. The reason I don't even know is because we are so self-absorbed. Uh, we just think everybody understands everything about us, so I don't know what would be weird to other people. It's like going on Reddit and assuming every thread is about an American, which I do all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, God, uh, I don't know, but one of my favorites that isn't isn't ours that I get from watching like British gangster movies is uh, taking the piss. Of like fucking with people, that's my favorite one. No, oh, we do use um, that a lot. To be fair, like, do you? Yeah, I lo- yeah, it's yeah. one of my. I find it so charming. Um, or or t- taking the biscuit would be something else. Taking that? the Just biscuit. Take- that's my. That's my new favorite. Um, yeah. God damn it! You know what? I sh- I should have came prepared. I I I can't really think of any off the top of off off the cuff or off the top of my head. Um, no, I'll have to get back to you on that because I'm brain freezing now. Yeah. I just think everybody should understand us all the time. I tell you what, if we ever come on your podcast and we'll do a reversal of yeah. this, like it'll give you some time to oh. kind of prepare a few of them, and yeah, you, Cons- you can run us by consider those. Consider this then. the invitation. Consider this the invitation. Yes, we're doing that. Well, consider this That's the good. acceptance of said invitation. Yes. Yeah, Dauber. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Dauber. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So. Um, Yaldi, indeed. Um, so, um, yeah, just uh, probably a, a wee chat then about because uh, uh, you know we we talk a lot about the kind of security side, but there's awful, often a lot more kind of to us outside of there. Um, what other kind of stuff kind of kind of makes you tick, uh, Randall? Have you what do you do on the side of being a blue teamer? Do, do you go and then red team on the side? Do you do a lot of do a lot of education uh, on the yes. side of things? So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and and here's the thing, and this is actually like a like a frequent question that we get during like job interviews and shit. Like, what do you do on the side and blah blah blah. Um, and I always think I always stress out because I think people want to hear that like, oh, I fucking competitively throw axes to relieve stress or some shit. And I don't have any of that. Like, what I do for work and and what I do in the industry is like literally what I do for fun, and it's what I spend my extra time on. So. Uh, one of my proudest ones is uh, I spun up my own uh, chapter of a DEFCON group out here in Pennsylvania. It's awesome. uh, DEFCON, yeah, it's uh, DEFCON 610 because um, we go off of uh, our um, area codes, which is, I don't know, do you guys have area codes in Scotland? We do, yeah. I run DEFCON Glasgow, which is 44141, which oh. 44 is plus 44, and then 141 is the, the local area code. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, um, I started this group before I ever went to a DEFCON, and we called it something generic. And then, um, and, and it's not terribly hard. You just you can email the DEFCON groups 
uh, main group and say we'd like to become we'd like to use the name DEFCON as part of the group and become part of your like registry or whatever. Um, so I started that. We just had our three year anniversary. Uh, and now, you know, our Slack room has a couple hundred people in it. Our meetup site has a couple hundred people on it. We have about, you know, 30, 20 to 30 people show up every month. First Wednesday of every month, um, which is up from like five, three years ago. So that's pretty good. Um, and it's, and I built it because, uh, the way that we're situated, we are an hour and a half from New York. We're an hour and a half from Philadelphia. So we're right in the middle of where people live to commute. But, I, you know, I don't want to drive to those places, so what can I do here? So I put the word out, and I found some people who were moderately interested in tech, not even security uh, exactly, and I made the meetup, and I started to say, let's have some talks, let's have some projects, and I don't care if you're in security. I don't care if you consider yourself a hacker. I don't care if you know nothing, but you want to learn, Hell yeah. and you just want to, right? Like, just don't be a, don't be a dick, right? That's uh, My only rule is don't be a dick. Uh, show up, be part of it. Um, and if you have ideas, speak up. I want to foster an environment where you don't feel afraid to speak up, where you don't feel afraid of not knowing shit. Because the shit that I don't know could fill a fucking uh, 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 football stadium. Um, so don't ever be afraid. What kind of football have, stadium? Uh, one of your fucking <laughs> cunty round ball ones. Um, Sorry. <laughs> whatever you fuckers with the scarves on the subways or whatever, waving at each other. Uh uh, Liverpool. Uh, I'm a Liverpool fucking... fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really great movie where I got a pretty good dose of what like actual football culture is like. It was called Formula 51, I think. It's with Sam Jackson uh, and some. I think he's a Scottish guy, and they're developing this like super drug. Um, it's it's a brilliant fucking movie, and I love it, but. A big part of the plot is uh, it takes place during a, a a soccer match. So anyway, that's what I learned about uh, <laughs> uh, Europe. Um, so uh, what else was I going to say? But yeah, so that's what I do. Uh, I spin up those groups. I also recently got a chance to do something I've always wanted to do and talk about security careers uh, to like kids that are in like eighth or ninth grade. I, I don't know if you guys have. Again, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, I guess like. Primary school? Is that what you all have over there? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Yeah, ah, I got something. Mm, um, so, like, so like kids in primary school uh, that are trying to figure out what they want to do, I came in and spoke to them for a few hours, which I was super excited about. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of that's, that's what gets that's what gets me off. I have a whole whiteboard in, so I work from home, and I have a whole whiteboard that has a list of all my personal side projects that I want to do. Um, but, yes, I also do some red teaming stuff. I'm learning my OSCP at the moment for the 50th time in the past three years, four years. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, like, and so with every little bit, I don't, I don't necessarily care if I ever get it, mm -hmm. but with every little bit that I learn, and this is another tip for anybody who wants to be defense or blue team, you will hit a wall and not be as good as you possibly can be if you don't understand uh, red team tactics, if you don't understand, like, adversary um, emulation stuff, right? Yeah. You have it's it's literally what hacking is all about to to make something better. You have to learn how to break it and you have to learn how it works first. Right. How does this thing supposed to function now? How can I break it where I don't fucking destroy it? And how can I make it do something else? And if anybody else learns how this works, how can I defend it? What are its weak points? That's that's an over it's an overarching skill for any of this. Is if and if you can do that, I don't give a shit what anybody tells you. You're a fucking hacker. If you can figure out how something is supposed to work and make it work better and defend it or break into it, as long as you took the time to learn, I'm gonna call you a hacker because that's what you are. So I do. I, that's my side. That's my side gig. That's what I get off on is is being able to like bring people together and, and teach them and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I've actually got um, uh, just later on in the month uh, we're going to be talking to a couple of second second year. Um, so I think the age group for that's maybe is that like thirteen? Maybe Andy, twelve, thirteen year olds. Um, oh, secondary school. Uh, so, I think it's like, uh, like 13, 14 yeah. I'm, not I'm not too sure, sure, but kind of yeah, people that are maybe going to start picking subjects that you know, will dictate what kind of direction that they're going to go. Um, and yeah, we, uh, me and the company that I work for, 
uh, are going to go along and have a chat with them to give an idea that there is careers here, like there is prospects, like these aren't things you just see in films and TV, like you know these are real real jobs in security that you can go for uh, in a never growing industry and to yeah basically let people know that it is going to be an option for them and I, and I couldn't be happier to be involved in that, like, I'm very very excited. Right, and that it's not all witchcraft. It's not some like Hollywood bullshit that you will never be able to grasp. Like we're not, we're not blessed with this innately. For Christ's sake, I used to deliver pizzas for a living, and now I do this. Like it's acquired knowledge. It's stuff yep. that if you care about curiosity, you can do it. Like it's not fucking. It's not this, not this big gate that all these people keep about being able to come in. Just put your mind to it and like hack, hack your way into it as much as you actually want to be a hacker, right? Like, that's exactly... It, it's fine. And I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I think my advice is you get out what you put into it. So if you 100%. only spend 30 minutes, you know, a week picking up a textbook, yeah, you, you might not make too much progress. You might enjoy it, which is perfectly fine. But in some degree, it almost feels like you have to live and breathe it. And obviously, you need to be able to take time away from it as well and have other hobbies. But it's certainly that's what's been helping me. It's like with the ability to do that is being able to get up in the morning and actually being interested in doing it but that's normally came from what I learned yesterday being so fucking interesting <laughs> like, and it's, it just naturally went that way and that's why I'm loving it I'm absolutely and embracing it almost entirely right build man build if you build it you will come what <laughs> oh. I guess Field of Dreams not a big hit over in Scotland I know I just heard that completely wrong <laughs> No, what's uh, I, I'm not aware of Field of Dreams. Is that a okay? Well, American that's reference? that's where we just had a cultural clash. Uh, <laughs> it's taking over. Watch Field like, of Dreams, which is great. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's a baseball movie, and one of the taglines is "If you build it, he will come." And yeah, it's less funny when you explain it, but maybe <laughs> yeah. later you'll laugh at it. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> I, I I actually super excited to uh, kind of get involved in your podcast. We we've not done anything like that. Uh, we've not branched out at all. Uh, we've had loads of fucking fantastic guests uh, that have came here but we've never went somewhere else like uh and i think that sounds pretty damn fun well you're coming on now and i i think the only the the only non-american i've had on is like el Cantaro, and he's still basically an american nice well hopefully we can have a not cross-contamination but a good oh no no, no. cross-contamination is exactly what i'm calling it <laughs> well that'd be the name of the episode but <laughs> yeah I'm excited, man. I'm I'm as excited as, as I was to, to come and chat with chat with you guys. I'm even more excited to, to actually have questions for you guys. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I think that's has kind of came to a nice natural kind of conclusion like, uh, to what's been an honestly an awesome hour um, with our first yeah. overseas guest. Um, hopefully the first of many uh, because it's always interesting to get different perspectives from across the world because it is a worldwide industry, like, uh, which is one of the uh, well, we're, we're of hoping the we're hoping to have we're hoping to have Dave Candy on at some point. Um, yep, he, he is. Dave, Dave's a friend. Dave is an awesome interview. Yeah, I contacted him last year, and then life got in the way. But like for me, and then I was like, all right, well, hopefully March. So hopefully, hopefully Dave will be our next guest. He's a then sweetheart, we'll have... man. He is. He is such a good interview. You guys are gonna have fun with him. Sounds good yeah, for sure. Sounds, I mean, for for the end of this podcast, um, what we usually ask guests. Oh, actually, there's there's actually there's questions that we usually ask guests, but I've forgotten them, so we'll just leave that. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 final one is like, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, anything I want to plug? Well, yeah, I mean, my, uh, my, my stream and my videos that are up, I mentioned earlier, it's, uh, I'm on Twitter, it's at 2OCStream, and Vimeo is Vimeo.com slash Second Order Chaos. Uh, I make that stuff to be enjoyed, so, uh, I, I tend to think that they are entertaining, and also you can learn stuff from them, so love to plug that, and if anybody needs uh to fucking i don't know say you were absolute trash on ouija cast then you can dm me on twitter because my dms are open for all manner of shitheads uh so twitter is at d a k a c k i uh but yeah that's where all my stuff is up there and i have some blogs up at rando.net um if anybody really gives a shit and how i write i like writing so i, I put stuff up there i found the questions <laughs> fuck <laughs> i'm right. still here i got time yeah, so, oh, for fuck's sake, Dave, you've, you've updated it, so it's scrolled down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Get free a Don't click on the fucking notes. I can actually read it. I uh, remember one of them. Yeah. Uh, what's your password? Yeah. What is your password? Uh, magic wand six nine six nine. Fair enough. No. I, what 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 is the what's your biggest regret in your career um or what are the things uh, or if you don't have a biggest regret what are things that you'd wish you'd done or haven't done thus far oh biggest regret um i don't know man i, I i've had a really i've had a tough go of it and i keep working for companies that get bought and get laid off and then i get laid off mm-hmm. and i get severance money so it's it's nice i've always ended up on my feet. I think my biggest regret is the f- way I handled it at first. Uh, I think I, I wasn't ready, and nobody kind of I didn't see it coming. So um, I hit the I hit the big uh, the, uh, the bottom of a McDonald's bag like a fist of an angry guy, <laughs> and uh, gained like eighty pounds. So that's a bit of a regret. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it all it all it all shook out for a reason. So m- maybe not a regret, but yeah. Just kind of being having some more perspective on things and not getting as hot headed as I used to. Cool. I suppose the the other the, the, the last bit of this is if you got for for future guests because the, the last two questions have been get have been uh, questions from previous guests. What question would you have for a future guest, and what would be your answer to that question? Ooh. Um. Oh, I love this one. Um. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized Sean Connerys or one horse-sized Highlander? Oof. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I don't even know. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to think about that myself. Like, who, who's the guy that played the first Highlander in the actual movie? Uh, oh, Mel Gibson. No, Highlander, the fucking... Oh no, never mind. Not not brave far. I'm shit at films. Kurt like, Russell. <laughs> no, God, this is. It takes place. It's your countryman and this goddamn thing. Uh, hold on. Uh, cast. Uh, Christopher Lambert as Connor McLeod, an immortal-born Scotman or, or Scotsman, and Sean Connery. God, go watch some fucking movies. You wa- go watch Highlander and go watch Field of Dreams, and then you're gonna understand so many of my references. Well, I mean, just for the record, like you know, Braveheart uh, had Mel Gibson, who yes. is not Scottish. Yes. No, I'm fully <laughs> aware of that. <laughs> By the way, and don't answer it now. But one of the questions that I am gonna ask you is is your opinion on Braveheart when you come on my show? Don't answer it now. No, no. I just I can't wait. I'm already excited because there's so many fucking <laughs> opinions about it. I've yeah. got I got a, I've got a bit of trivia for Braveheart though. Like it's it's not related to Mel Gibson at all. There is one true Scotsman in in Braveheart that nobody really ever acknowledges, and that's Billy Connolly, who is a very famous Glaswegian comedian. Oh, as a matter of fact, he's one of my favorite comedians of all time. I love Billy Connolly. This is why we go yes. on. <laughs> oh, yes. th- I remember seeing him as a kid. He used to be on this old sitcom where he was like a high school teacher or something. Yeah. Um, and I, I know it was on here in the States at least, but then I started seeing all of his comedy. God, what a fucking charming person yeah, he is. I, I, he's one of my favorites. He is a national treasure that we should be wrapping up in like bubble wrap and preventing this horrible 2020 world from getting it because he is absolutely glorious i'm already excited as i say for uh for that podcast and our guest appearance i'm I'm already planning it yeah i'm already planning all all the show notes fantastic oh you do show notes do (laughs) for for myself and you know what they are it's me opening up sublime text last minute to think of stuff (laughs) that was our technical difficulties two minutes before seven (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck what are we gonna do for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and and my show notes are for me so like if there's a lull like because not every guest is awesome sometimes you know you have quiet and you're like all right let's keep this shit going mm-hmm. and i'll have like some canned questions to t- start the conversation again anyway beautiful yeah i had such a good time uh, anyway right i think that's i need to get dinner <laughs> as I've yeah. had a long ass day. Oh right, it's it's like it's like eight o'clock. It's like eight o'clock where you guys are right now. Yeah, Nine. Yeah, 20 20, past 20, 25 past eight. Yeah. yeah. But it's been a well. This was fun. Phenomenal fun. chat. I really really enjoyed this. Uh, looking forward to being your one. And thank you so much for your time, man. It's been fantastic. Thank you, boys.